Hi, I'm Cynthia Kahn, founder of Amuse Now, and I'm here today with Josh Todd and Liz Roars from the indie country band Pixley. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello. So, how did you two meet? Do I start this one? Yeah, you start. <laughs> um, so I am classically trained, and I just play in a lot of uh, symphonies and do a lot of gigging around uh, Orange County and Los Angeles area. And um, I've always wanted to uh, just sing and, and try something new. And so um, I went online and went to some just different forums and places and uh, found Josh, and he was interested in starting a country music project and uh, writing country music, and um, as a violinist, fiddling is, you know, something we always kind of, especially in the classical world, we always kind of joke about a little bit, and um, it's just kind of fun and, you know, old school, and uh, it's just something I wanted to kind of get into just to try, uh, and uh, I love to sing, so, you know, I started singing with them and writing music, and um, pretty much it. You want to add anything to that? Yeah, I mean, I was just playing guitar in different bands, and I thought, like she said, like it'd be really fun to take a crack at a different version of country music, kind of a little bit non-mainstream. Um, so we just started this quote-unquote California country music project idea called Pixley, and I had the idea years ago, and it just never acted on it. So it was kind of good timing. We both were kind of in that same mindset, and we never met. So it's kind of cool that we kind of came to be. So can you reveal the chat that you met? I had a band that said they met because somebody placed a Craigslist ad. Was it on Craigslist or something like that? Well, we didn't want to admit it was on Craigslist, but yeah, it was on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> so Craigslist is the hidden gem where music people meet. It could be. I mean, it's an online forum. You know, it's, it's how do you reach a lot. I mean, now there's obviously other avenues to meet people in the music world, but, you know, two, three years ago, it was, Craigslist was kind of it. I could have put an ad on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. So I just wanted to congratulate you on your hit Summer Nights. I love the song, along with Underneath the Roses and Harkin. I mean, I can't pick a favorite. So to me, you're right. Your music has a country feel, and I also hear some pop in there. How would you describe your music to someone who didn't know who you were? That's you. All right. Well, I think that our music is um, we have taken – everything that's come before us, I think that's kind of the cool thing about music is you can look at what's come before you and if you know the, the rules, um, you know, like any Picasso fan, Picasso knew all the rules and then he took them and then he kind of changed them and he bent them. And so right now we're, we're uh, our first few songs we kind of wrote in like the traditional rules like folk and, and, and you know, country and, um, you know, our ballad song Underneath the Roses and um, we kind of started like working just to develop what we wanted for that specific song, uh, what we kind of wanted to sound like, what we heard um, in terms of, you know, beyond the melody, but what we heard, the layering effects on top of it, and uh, that kind of comes down a lot of it to like the production uh, element. So I think I would describe our music as very just 
varied and um, unique. And I think that we're able to write in a variety of different styles. And I think that's something that makes us really unique. And I think that we definitely can do like the classic country, um, but I think we definitely have a little bit of a folk edge, which is definitely apparent in a song like Harkin. Um, and even you can kind of hear it a little bit in Underneath the Roses. Um, so and we're always trying to, I mean, we made this kind of rule where we didn't want to be rudimentary. So if the song was kind of like, yeah, I've heard that, like, boom, this nail it with the new instrument, this bring in a horn player that's going to really, like, just disrupt that whole sound. And we did that, and we had a horn section in. Our first live show, our first ever live show, we had 12 players. It was awesome. Oh, my goodness. That was a quite a stage. Yeah, and the best part, and the cool part was is that we all rehearsed in different chunks, right? Like rhythm section would rehearse at our guitar player's house. We'd rehearse at his house, and then the horns would rehearse, and then Liz would rehearse with all of us, and then we'd come together in one stage, and then we, we went on. And our, our first gig was at the House of Blues in L.A., and we like we just met our piano player that time. We're like, hey, what's up, man? Nice to meet you. Uh, oh, we're going on. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, you say that you have a lot of mixes of music, and you're building on top of what has been done and adding to that. So who can we credit? with your music influence, as your music influences? Well, I mean, cla classics. I mean, cla I mean, I'm a big George Strait fan. I love George Strait. Um, he's, it's funny I say that because you won't really hear his influence in our music, um, but definitely maybe some of our chord progressions. We use some old, old-fashioned George Strait, very simple progressions. And then Liz will, when we first started talking music, we're so different in our background so she's like hey how about like a Bruno Mars effect to this song or or how about like a John Legend effect We're like whoa like I never thought of bringing like R&B in to country and you know I have I don't have a classical background so she's she's constantly using verbiage Not that Bruno Mars is a classical but I'm just saying <laughs> but she's constantly like her verbiage and music she'll find me with my mouth hanging open like all right cool I don't know what you mean by that but we'll go with it <laughs> So, you say you have different musical backgrounds. What are your musical backgrounds and training? All right. Um, well, I got my degree in um, violin performance. Um, so I studied, you know, all of the traditional violin concertos. Um, you know, playing symphonies. Uh, haven't ever really done any singing or, um, you know, ever worked with bands. Uh, so this was definitely a new project for me. Um, but I just, you know, grew up in the 90s loving, like, you know, ska and, and you know, pop, um, really popular and uh, just, you know, popular music. And so listening to that and thinking, I, I, I should, that would be fun. You know, that seems just like such a fun time. And my world is so serious all the time, you know, just hours spent in a practice room, you know, setting the great works for, for violin. So... Um, I just wanted to try something different, something that would use my skill and push me in just a new direction. So that's kind of my background. And uh, I, mean, I played guitar. I was kind of like uh, I went to college, and you know, your dorm mates and your roommates are all in bands. And uh, I ended up playing with a guy named Chad Douglas. If he ever sees this, that'd be awesome. But uh, he was a little more established, and 
he asked if I'd go on a mini tour with him, and I toured with this guy. He was 10 years older than me at the time. I was only 18, and I thought this was the coolest thing ever. Like, wow, I'm on tour. Um, and it was his his own headlining tour, so you know, I was a kid up there on stage, and I got a kind of an early an early high on like playing live. And so since then, I've played with a bunch of bands. I, I have a lot of them to the credits of my guitar, but uh, this would be the first ever country rooted group I've ever been a part of. Same here. Well, I know that you found me on the internet, so how do you use the internet and social media to, obviously, Craigslist to meet people, but to meet new fans and to get the word out? That's me. That's that totally. Yeah, I spend a great deal on it. Honestly, it's like a, it's a job. I don't want to say it's a job. At first it was a job. Now it's because I had to learn it all. But, uh, I mean, I'm on every major social media you know, site, you could, uh, Reverbation's a big one, a nice hub, um, and now I, I have some cool tactics uh, with LinkedIn too, so we meet like, uh, you can meet promoters and other producers that can give you instant feedback, and uh, I actually found you through Reverbation, I was referred to you, um, so I reached out that way, I mean, yeah, it's kind of nice to have all these nice, big, glowing sites out there that do really well for, for you know, lesser known artists. Yes, and just so you know, a lot of musicians like to use like Twitter or Instagram or Facebook to post up things that they're in the middle of maybe trying to form a new song and then they ask their fans for feedback, things like that. So aside from just trying to get noticed by producers or publishers or promoters, you can also use it to get input from your fans just like, just so that you know, since you're new, because one of the indie music awards winners like asked them to pick the song she submitted. Another one of them said he at a concert asked the people to vote for him at the con like take out your phone right now and vote for me. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, we definitely use a lot of Instagram. Like Instagram's a great one, and Twitter too, especially for like. Show days, I, Twitter is what's going off. People, I'll get messages from my friends saying, okay, enough's enough. I've got enough tweets for the day. <laughs> Twitter is my social media of poison of choice, too. <laughs> well, since Amuse Now is about artists helping artists, and you're a relatively new band, what advice do you have for other artists who are trying to make a name for themselves like you? I mean, a, a lot of work, like you said, like reaching out online and not being afraid to reach out. I mean, the success we've had, I mean, all the House of Blues invites are just, I just reach out. And it's amazing that people give us, they, they've given us the shots that we've had so far, and obviously we're looking for some more. Um, you know, even today I reached out to Niederlander, and that was kind of a, you know, before I hit send, I was like, oh, okay, I'll hit it, you know, but... Uh, at the end of the day, you know, what do you have to lose? They can always say no, and then you can always go back. That's the cool thing about online. It's like kind of twip, you know, fades away, and then you come back with another email or another tweet, like, hey, I hope you didn't forget about us. But, yeah, not being afraid to go after it. And at the end of the day, like, we, we meet up once or twice a week just to write, and that's what we like to do. And we have the chance to meet people like you and, and other, other folks that are in the music profession. Um, and it's purely off of just trying. And I think I would say that 
especially in music, I know that like it's it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of dedication. And I think um, you don't realize, or maybe you do, or people tell you, but you know, a lot of bands like give up after like a year or two because they realize how much time it takes and how much work and and patience and like you know you have to work with others and like come to consensus about various ideas and. I think I would just like stress like just perseverance, like just staying, sticking with it, you know, doing something you love and um, just not giving up. And you know, maybe it's maybe it's just about the joy of playing music. Sometimes, you know, no matter what, at the end of the day. And don't forget Kickstarter. Use, oh yeah, use Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Awesome. So did you? already have a Kickstarter campaign or are you going to do a Kickstarter campaign? We already had a Kickstarter campaign. Yeah, we did a Kickstarter campaign to raise enough money to produce our first four full songs. And you got it the first time. Terrific. Yeah, we finished our Kickstarter campaign was funded within like the first, what, week? We put it up and just friends and fans just went and gave us enough money to hit the goal right away and that was that was awesome. That's when we knew we had something cool going. That, that how fast Kickstarter came back. And thank you again to all of the people that supported us on Kickstarter. We definitely could not have gotten those first four songs out and it just kind of gave us the push we needed. So, thank you. So, now that you have your EP out, what's up next for Pixley Band? More writing. That's what we're doing today, actually. We, we write usually every, well, once or twice a week if we have time, we get together and we write, and in the off time we write and we come back and we all meet up. And we have another guy here, he's in the back, you can hear him on the phone. He's, he's uh, another writer we brought on, more like rock and roll. And um, yeah, we have a lot, we have four, what, four or five songs we're working on right now, so we'll ha hopefully we can get by the end of this year at least have four or five more songs produced so that we can have a full set so when we're at the House of Blues we're not like, hey guys, uh, there's our half hour set. <laughs> well, I wish you all the best. It's been fabulous getting to know the two of you today. Thank you. Thank you too, Cynthia. Well, I don't know if you know, but we're trying to launch an e-commerce extension to Amuse Now, and so when we do, I hope you'll consider adding us to your music distribution channels. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, I wish you all good things. And we wish you the same, Cynthia. Thank you. Hi, I'm Cynthia Kahn, founder of Amuse Now. This featured artist presentation has been brought to you by AmuseNow Entertainment, a website that enables artists to profit from their creativity. To learn more about AmuseNow, visit us at www.amusednow.com or email me at ccon@amusenow.com.